Well, glory to God. So good to see each and every one of you once again. Just blessed, blessed, blessed. Hallelujah. Trust that you're all getting ready for a wonderful Thanksgiving. Amen. I know Christmas has creeped in on everything, but uh, praise the Lord. We're fighting that off a little bit there, getting ready for just thankful. You know, Thanksgiving is the only holiday uh, celebrated by Americans, and it's not celebrated by anybody, any other country in the world that I know of uh, that I've been in. And you to be transplanted if they are there. But it's, it's definitely, it's ours. It's something about our being thankful, hallelujah, for when the pilgrims were here and the first Thanksgiving and thanking God for all that he's doing. Amen. And have you know that we need to have a grateful heart and a thankful heart. Amen? Amen. I mean, we've got so much to be thankful for. Praise God. It's just, just amazing, amazing, amazing. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go ahead and, and share some things from Philippians chapter 4 again and just kind of finish up some stuff here that we had talked about. Oh, I think last Wednesday and maybe because it just keeps going over and over. I, I had something really special happen just the other this past week here. I mean, the Lord woke me up and gave me, you know, he gave me three points of a sermon and shared with me a whole bunch of things. And I was like, wow, I haven't had that in years and years. And so it was a blast. I like waking up preaching to myself. Uh, it was it was awesome. But then also uh, there was another thing that he just began to share with me and, and talk to me about uh, on some stuff. And I just thought, yeah, I want you to do this. I want you to just... And so today, you know, I had a great, great day today. I actually went through the whole New Testament uh, and uh, just in the third chapter of every book and the 16th verse uh, because he just kept, you know, I love John 3.16. I just love John 3.16. That's the verse I got born again on. So that's my all-time, all-time favorite. I know they use it at football games. I know it's over. Everybody tries to open. But that, I love that verse, okay? So I get, I just, when I read that, I get joy. So anyways, I went through the whole thing, and it's amazing what God wants to speak through those uh, uh, books and just in grabbing a hold of those verses. So, uh, so I wrote that sermon today, too. So, but we're not going to do that one. And we're not going to do the one he gave me either yet, because I got, I got that one there, the four-point thing. I'm, I'm working on that. You know, sometimes I get things, and it takes me at least I had a few weeks, sometimes months, to just really get them so that I think they're good enough. Amen? You got to do a thing. But I want to do this one here tonight, because I want us to understand uh, why God wants us to grab a hold of our thoughts and grab a hold of our thought lives. Uh, you know, because how many know that the enemy is always trying to get you to act on his thoughts? He's always trying to, he's always trying to steal your joy. And if you don't let him do that, hallelujah, he can't steal your victory. Amen. Amen. And so here in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Hallelujah. I'm going to read it to you out of, out of the, the King James, and uh, then I may read it to you out of the other one. But I'm just going to read you out of King James because I like what he said. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. But let's back up. Let's go back up to verse 6. He said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true and whatsoever things are honest and whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now I want to read verse 9 to you too. He said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard 
and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Amen? Amen. God, for the word of the Lord. Amen? Good things. But I want to focus in on, on verse 8 and verse 9 because, uh, believe it or not, what you hear is what you see, and what you see is what you go do. That's verse 9. But verse 8 said, listen, whatever things are true or lovely or honorable things, we've got to think on those things. So here's the whole thing about guarding your thoughts. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says that we've got to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. Man, if you do that, you are going to be you know, washing your brain a lot. Because we know that thoughts come all the time. We can't stop thoughts from coming, but we can't stop the entertaining of them. Amen? And uh, so Paul gives us eight categories. He gives us eight things that every thought, everything we hear, we got to run it through here. Amen? We got to run it through here. And the very first thing he says is that, you know, uh, whatsoever things are true, you know, truthful things. What does it mean, truthful things? Well, first of all, you got to test your thoughts to be sure that they're accurate and grounded in the scriptures because that's the only thing that's truth. John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Okay, so if we're going to do th- you know, truthful things or if we're going to uh, look at whatsoever is true, then we've got to line it up with the word. Does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with truth? So that changes a lot of thoughts. You know, what does God say about you? What does God say? So you got to say, hey, is this true? Do you ever have somebody come to you and say, man, they got the juiciest piece of gossip and they want to tell you. And the first thing you say is, okay, time out. Is what you're about to tell me, is it true? Do you know that it's true? Where'd you get your information? Well, I don't know. I just know somebody told me this. I just want to tell you. I said, well, I'm not sure I want to hear it. You know, my, my ear's not a slop bucket, so I'm not sure I want to throw some junk into there and mess me up. Amen? So first of all, is it true? If you don't know if it's true, then you probably not ought to say it. <laughs> Amen? And then you got to say, is it scriptural? Because scriptural, that's truth. Amen? Now, it doesn't mean that you can't talk and do things. It just simply means you got to make sure that you guard your heart and you got to guard your thoughts. Because believe it or not, that's what's painting pictures. We got to have right thinking. You got to grab the, and we got to say, make sure that it's accurate and it's grounded in the scripture to make sure. That's why I said, what's the things that are true is the main things that we're supposed to think on doesn't mean people can't say or do it. It just means those are the things that you meditate on because you don't want to give any power t- to thoughts that'll defeat you. Second thing he says, is there anything honorable? Is there any honor? You know, he said, what sort of things are honest? Hallelujah. Now, what do we mean by honor? Well, you know, honorable things means that it's going to give honor to God, it's going to give honor to you, and it's going to give honor to others. So what you're thinking on or what's being to be said to you, does it give honor to God? Does it give honor to you? And does it give honor to others? And that stop a lot of conversations. <laughs> you know, or if it does not even give honor, let's not even say that. How about respect? Respect is due everybody. You know, trust is earned, but respect is due everybody. How do they, so when we grab our thoughts and we begin to say, okay, does this respect God? Does it respect myself? And does it respect others? Uh, why? Because we, our words want to be, you know, they always want to be seasoned with salt and minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. They want to be words of preserving. And we want to grab a hold of it. reason that God shares these things with us is because he wants to keep you so you can hear from heaven. Amen. It's so important. It's so vitally, 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 vitally important that we do this, you know. Amen. Hallelujah. Third thing he gives us, he says, you know, is it right? 
You know, he said, finally, my brethren, what's the things are true? What's the things are honest? What's are things are just? You know, or righteous things are just things. You know, hallelujah. And uh, we need to grab a hold of ourselves and say, is this, is this, gonna, is this just? Is it righteous? Is it going to be a blessing? So he says, man, I didn't know I had to think. My brain's going to hurt. I know that. But you know what? If you start doing it, it'll start helping you. Amen? Because <laughs> then you'll start feeding on things that bring righteousness. You'll bring things that bring justice. And you'll be thinking on the kingdom of God. How do you say, how does this benefit the kingdom? How does this bless? Because when you get down here in the last you know, ones that are here, when it talks about is, is there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's my wonderful statement that says, if it doesn't bring life to you and praise unto God, don't think about it. So you always got to walk around. You can always tell and say, are the thoughts you're thinking and what you're thinking of right now, is it blessing you? Is it bringing life to you? Because you can always tell what people are thinking because, you know, they, they're just getting concerned. They're getting upset. They're getting, and they allow the thoughts of the enemy to defeat us. Instead of allowing the word of God or allowing the Holy Spirit to bring things to us. Amen? He goes on to say the fourth thing. He says you've got to have pure things. That means you've got to guard your heart from unholy things. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, don't let unclean things. Don't let un- unholy things. Don't let thoughts that come in that aren't right come in and stay. You can't stop thoughts from coming. You've just got to stop them from staying. You've got to bring them into captivity to the word of God. Amen? You know, I mean... Uh, one of the things that I did, you know, I, I used to have a temper. And uh, I, I did. When I was younger, I just did. And, and it was hard to grab that because I would just, you know, not that I would, but it would just frustrate me. And I would just, uh, not that I hurt anybody or scream and yell at anybody, but I'd just get mad. You know, and I used to have a situation where my type of personality was I'd give a check marks by your name. And if you got enough check marks, you were checked off. I don't do that anymore. I don't have any check marks. That was before I got that wonderful phrase, people are precious and they have no past. Now that's only Christians, okay? Not sinners. People are precious and they have no past because I believe people repent every day because I had to. But it was just, and, and I, said, I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me so that I don't have these thoughts. I'm not going to let things, because I wasn't saying it to anybody else, but I was saying it to myself. How many of you ever had conversations in your head? Now, a lot of you may not do that, but I have wonderful conversations in my head that I believe my wife is a part of. And then I tell her, okay, we're going to go do it. She's like, you never talked to me about that. You never even told me. I said, yes, I did. You said this. I said this. You said this. She said, no, you, that was just you in your head. You know? And uh, I'm not sure that I believe her all the time, but most of the time, she's right. Uh, so I have to make sure. I say, hey, did I? So I always, I start a lot of questions, a lot of conversations. Hey, did I tell you about this? Because I've already talked about, I'm trying to think, what is going to be her response? You know? So, you know, I've already run, run it through here. But I had to ask the Lord, how do I do this? You know? How did Jesus was angry and sin not? How do I grab a hold of this and stop so that, you know, hey, and here's what the Lord began to get. And he gave me a scripture in Ephesians, which he said this, I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. Which means, and I thought, well, I, you know, I said, Lord, well, I'm not really, he said, yeah, you're, but he said, you've got an inner voice and you've got an outer voice. And so your, your inner voice is ugly. You've got a good facade out here, but your inner voice is not good. 
He said, so you're not going to let any corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Hallelujah. And you're going to let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your heart and mind. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. He said, and you're going to know that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So that you can forgive and you can not get angry. Amen. So what I did was take the word of God so that whenever something would come up, I'd say, okay, Lord, I thank you for the love of God that's been shed abroad in my heart. I can't forgive that person. And I'm not going to let any corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth, whether it's out here or whether it's in here. Hallelujah. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Now, was that easy? No. No, you may have to say that 3,000 times a day concerning some folks. But you know, eventually... It'll do it eventually when things take place, eventually when something happens. So when pure thought or when the ugliness or the ugly thoughts want to come uh, or just trying to taint your mind and all the in anything that's not of God, you know, whatever you feed grows. Whatever you don't feed dies. Amen. And, and you have to guard that. You have to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do this. Uh, and I never, I remember hearing this one time, uh, and it was on like that candid camera thing where a guy came into a shop and he, and he was like, and they were saying, and he picked a number and it was like number 75 and, and they called out, number 10. He's looking around. He's the only one in the shop. He looks at his number. He's like, okay, so he's just walking around. And after about 10 minutes, they're filming them. They came out and said, you know, wow, we're just, we want to, we were, you know, we, you didn't have any kind of reaction. All. He said, he goes, no, I never let anybody or anything rent space in my mind. I'm not going to let anything steal my joy. He didn't say that, but that's what I thought. I thought, hey, you know, that's a cool statement. I'm not going to let anybody or anything rent space in my mind. I'm not going to let anything steal my joy. Amen? And I'm not going to allow thoughts. You know, we just, we just had a situation that happened where I thought she was thinking one way, she thought I was thinking one way, and it was messing both of us up. You know? And when we finally actually communicated and talked... It was like the devil had stolen two or three days, and, and he did because we didn't communicate. Because we were both, here's the funny thing about it, we were both trying to walk in love to each other. We were both trying to be, I'm not going to be a baby. I can handle this. Not knowing the devil was deceiving both of us, it was hilarious. I mean, you know, you get, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny, because I hate the devil to steal anything from me. But it was because of thoughts. Yes. Amen? It was because of thoughts. Hallelujah. So we got to think on things that are pure. Then it says we got to think on things that are lovely. Hallelujah. That means beautiful things, beautiful relationship, beautiful sights, beautiful, beautiful, which means what's lovely? Something that's joyful, something we take hold of. Amen? Something that we enjoy thinking. Hallelujah. It goes on to say admir- admirable things. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, and uh, that's kind of an interesting one. Is how do you think about admirable things, things that you actually admire? You know, it's okay to use your imagination to dream. Just all the things that people, Christians don't do, they don't use their imagination to, to dream and to believe and to use. God gave us an imagination so we could see things, so we could actually expand what we can believe. Because God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. The problem is, is that some, most of us think real small. Or we're thinking the wrong things. We need to think big. We need to think, man, the most admirable thing I can think of is how great God get, is and how much he loves us. 
Be mindful of all the covenant that he has given unto us. Be all the blessing, all the joy. I love the positive side. I love the, the, the faith side of God. Amen? Of what we can believe, what can we can take hold of. But it comes because we've got to change our thinking. We've got to change our mind. We've got to be different. You know, one of the biggest things we've got to be different is how much God wants to bless all of us so that we can get the kingdom of God, so we can bring back the king. Amen? We've got to stop thinking so small. We've got to start thinking a whole lot bigger. Amen? Hallelujah. Then he says, you know, it goes on to say, what things are pure, what are things that are lovely, what are things that are of a good report? Man, what a statement. That would shut off almost all of your conversations around with folks. Is it a good report? What are you about to tell me? Is it a good report or is it a bad report? I like something one minister said one time. He said, a lie will go around the world seven times before truth can even get its boots on. Because we're more apt to believe the bad things about people than we are the good. Amen? We're more apt to bring the bad than we are the good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But we need to rise up. You know, it goes on to talk about virtue, which is excellent. We need to realize that hey, God wants us to have excellent. He wants us to do excellent. He wants us to do our very best in what he has for us. And means that we're not going to be average. We're going to be above average. We're just not going to go through the thing. We're not going to go through the, just the motions. We're going we're gonna to have the stories of what God is doing in our lives. We want to be the ones that people are talking about us in 20 and 30 years of Jesus Terry's. Hey, they stayed the time. There was during a pandemic, but they stayed the time. They stayed the truth. They kept the fire burning. Amen. They kept the, they kept the truth. They kept the voice. Hey, let's do these things. Let's do this, you know. Amen. God doesn't want you to be mediocre or anything. He wants you to be excellent. He wants you to do the best that you know how to do. And I'll give you a story. You guys, many of you, if you're here before, you've heard this story, but it's my best story. I love this story because this lady, but a lady, in, in, you know, and uh, she would come in and, and uh, uh, just, I, I don't know what her husband did, but she was a widow when I met her. And her husband, I don't, I don't know what he did, but he set her up really, really well. She was quite wealthy. Didn't know how wealthy she was, but she was quite wealthy. And uh, anyways, so she would come in and the ladies would be, we have ladies meetings or things would be happen, or she was connected uh, with other organizations too. And they'd need something. And so she'd just come in and she'd just buy it. And so people were getting really mad at her for just helping you know, I mean, I sat down and helped her write out a $50,000 here, a $50,000 there, $100,000 over here. She never gave me a dime. I moved her. I literally moved her personally out of her house and moved her all the way from Pennsylvania all the way to uh, South Carolina and put her in there and helped her and uh, did everything for her because, you know, she was in my church. She was a sweetheart. So I was trying to have her. But she comes in. She's just having a bad... She says, Pastor, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Everybody's mad at me. She said... I can't help who I am. She said, you know, I can't cook a lick. I can't cook at all. She said, so isn't it right that if I give $10,000 and they give an apple pie, it's the same, right? It's the same, right, if that's their best. Now, you and I are thinking, Zeke, you thought the same thing I was thinking. I could buy a lot of apple pies for $10,000, okay? <laughs> but in her mind, okay, in her mind, that's what it is. It's like it's no big deal, right? <laughs> See, I got you all tweaked out on that. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's no difference. You remember when Jesus stood by and watched everybody put the money in? 
And then he saw a little widow come in and give this. And he said, she gave all than everybody else combined because she gave all she had. They're all coming in and giving so everybody can see. She gave all she had. Amen. And, and you see things. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, and, and, and you see this, you know. And so uh, that's my best story because it and it's a true story. And so, you know, you're just like, it is true. And I just told her, I said, hey, it's true. She said, well, why do people get mad? I said, well, they get mad because they think you're trying to show off. I said, that's what they think. They don't understand. You know, but she came to me, you know, I mean, one day she came to me and she said, oh, Pastor, I just found another account. that had $50,000 in it. And I said, praise God. She <laughs> said, how come she didn't give you any money? Well, I never asked her. I never I just helped her send out money to everybody else to be a blessing because God's good. Amen. And uh, uh, but the reason I share that story is because we look at these things and we have a tendency to not understand what excellence means. It means just giving our very best of what we have. Amen. The very last one is praise. If there be any virtue and there be any praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, glory to God. And how many of you know that the way to defeat the enemy in our life is to always praise? Lift up our voice. The Bible says we offer up the sacrifice of praise when we don't really want to. We don't really have nothing, but we offer up the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks unto his name. Hallelujah. Thanking him. And the reason that, that Paul began to say this is because he knew that the enemy's number one road was through your mind. It's through the wiles of the enemy. It's, 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 it's mind games. It's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to come in and just totally mess you up. Amen? And that's why the word of God tells us we've got to be renewed in the spirit of our, you know, in, in, in the spirit of our mind. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I like what the Amplified says, having a fresh, you know, and new spiritual attitude. And receptivity of receiving what God has. How do you? Because we have to get a different thought pattern right now. How many know we have to have a different thought pattern for what we're dealing with in the world right now? See, I, I talk to you about these things here. It's all that's guarding your heart. But you know what you have to have? You have to have a thought process. You have to t- stop thinking that outside of the church, people know what they're doing. They don't. Have you listened? Have you watched? You need to realize that you know the truth, you know, and you're the only sane one around. Okay, do not. You, many times, you know, as Christians, we've always wanted, well, we're going to walk in love. We're going to, you know, we're going to give allowances and we're going to, and, and listen, we are still going to walk in love. But how I many you know love speaks the truth? How I many of you know, love's going to stand up and say, no, love's going to stand up and say, you know what, time out. You know, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's not right. That's what you're saying and doing is wrong. You know, we've got to stand up for righteousness and truth. So we've got to change our thought processes that we're no longer just allowing the world to go to hell because we want them to be saved, but we want to stand up for truth and righteousness. We're, we have just as much right for what we need to say as what they need to say. I love what, you know, I, I've told you that story too where the two guys got in there. They were drunk in the elevator. And Brother Higgins in the back and John Osteen in the back there. And these guys are there cussing and yelling and screaming. John Osteen just jumps right up in the middle and says, Glory, hallelujah, praise him. He said, I demand equal time. You're going to praise your God? I'm going to praise mine. They sobered up real quick. You know, John Osteen was like five foot five, okay? He was a little bitty guy, but he was dynamite, all right? He just jumped right in the middle of it. He's like, hey, if you're going to praise your God, I'm going to praise mine. 
You know, I mean, if you hear somebody starts cussing and saying everything, you ought to just jump out and say, glory, hallelujah. If you're going to praise your God, I'm going to praise my hallelujah. You, and the more you cuss, the more I'm going to praise. Let's do this. <laughs> they won't know what to do. They, they think, you're crazy. Say, yeah, I am. But we've got to stand. We've got to think. We've got to stand because look what it says in verse 9. I wanted to get to that. Hallelujah. And I like this verse because basically this is hear, see, and do. Very powerful. He said, those things, he told you what to think on. He says, those things which you have both learned and received. How many know we've learned a lot of things, but many people have never received the promises of God. They've learned all about Jesus. They've learned about scriptures. They've learned about things, but they've never received them into themselves. When you received it, you don't forget it. The things that you received in school, you never forgot. And if you really liked English, well, then you understand pronouns and adjectives, how to put your commas and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really care for English. I can barely speak English. I can't, I mean, I speak American, which is terrible. So, you know, I found that out in my first missionary trip, you know, with an interpreter. She looked at me like, you don't even know how to talk. I said, I know, we're going to, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to flow in the Holy Ghost because I don't even finish my sentences. So, but anyways, uh, I didn't, so I, I learned a lot of things. I passed, got good grades, but I sure didn't receive it because I forgot everything. All right. You know, I mean, I do run on sentences and all kinds of stuff. It's good things. Amen. But here's the thing with the word of God, we not only do we need to learn it, but we've got to receive it because that's where the life comes from. Amen. You receive that. So this is this words for me. This is my heart. This is my. This is words for me. I'm going to take hold of this. Amen. Paul said those things which you've heard me say, those things which you've uh, uh, seen me do, and the things that I do. He said, you know, hear, see, and do. So you, you're hearing this. You've seen, and then he said, you've got to do them. You know. Then he said, the God of peace will be in you. Then peace comes when we take hold of the Word of God and we allow it to change our lives. Because how many know words paint pictures? Big pictures. I mean, that's why all we can hear is somebody say something on the, you know, the, the television or come across our phones or, hey, there's this. You know, what do we do when we get that beep, you know, beep, beep, we get an amber alert. Immediately, what are we doing? We're looking for the car. You know, somebody has taken a child. Somebody has done this. And so now we need the whole network. What do we do, you know, when we hear us, you know, we don't get those here. But when we were at uh, Winter Bible Seminar, uh, we were just there all of a sudden. The sirens went off for the tornadoes. And all of a sudden, you see, you know, we had this, people were leaving because it was in the service. All of a sudden, you see all the mass people coming back into the building because uh, there's a tornado touching down. Uh, there's, you know, and it did touch down. It touched down right by the, where the church was and went down. And, and, uh, and so, but we're all inside there. What do we do? You, you're like, okay, wow, here we go. There's, there's, a, there's an alarm that takes place. Amen. So when we hear things or we see things, we have a reaction to it. Same thing as if you hear and see things that aren't lovely, that doesn't have a good report, if it doesn't have any virtue, if it doesn't have any praise, if it's not honest, it's not pure, it's not you know, truthful, then you're not going to let that light say, no, there's an alarm that goes off and says, no, we're not going to allow that. We're not going to do that. Amen? We're not going to receive that. We're not going to take time to even make sure and think along those lines there because that's something that we don't even need to touch. Amen? 
we just need to walk away and say, nope, we're not going to touch that. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to allow uh, God's grace, God's mercy to take hold of us. And we have to do that. We have to do that because what we hear, that's why we got to guard what we hear. How many of you know that the Bible says they came and they hear, they heard and they were healed? Hear and healed. They came to hear things. How many of you know that words are the most powerful things that you have? And that words can, can either put you into bondage or they can bring you out. Amen? So we have to guard that. We have to guard what we're looking at. We have to guard what we're hearing. And then when those thoughts are when we hear things outside, we need to take authority of words that are spoken. Aren't you glad? Go to Isaiah. Let's close on this one. Go to Isaiah 54, 17. I can quote it to you, but I want you to set your eyes on it real quick. Isaiah 54, 17. Y'all are so quiet. I know when we talk about things like this, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, you're thinking. You're thinking about all those thoughts that you've got to deal with. Amen? <laughs> Notice that it says, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't say that it won't be formed. It says any weapon that is formed, it won't prosper. So many times you'll say, well, I just don't want it to form. Well, most of the time it's going to form because that's where your faith is. You're going to you're going to have to walk by faith and believe. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Now look at this next little phrase. And every tongue... Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you, thou, you shall condemn. Means you got to come against it. You got to take authority over words. People start saying things, doing things, say, well, you're just stupid or you can't handle this or you do this. You got to take authority over those words. You got to take authority over words that are spoken against you when people try to speak sickness or disease or calamity, anything that's death or, or, or bad. Say, oh, no, no, I just take authority over that. You know? Amen? And you don't have to say everything you think. The enemy is always trying to bring things. I see, I don't know about you. Every day after I work out, the next morning when I get up and I go to do things, my body hurts. Okay, it, it, it's aching and it hurts. And so, and I'm thinking to myself, why did I do that to it? Okay, but on the other hand, I'm thanking God that you're going to want to do that. But the enemy immediately wants to say, that's this. It's this. You've got this. You've got that. Do you know, you know everything has a name? You know, and so she hears me say scriptures all the time. She hears me say, I just, you know, I'll say, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. And then she'll say, okay, what's wrong? I say, I'm just telling you. She said, well, what are you thinking? I said, thoughts that are not spoken or put into action die unborn. She gets a little mad at me, but, you know, I, I can't help that at times. I just tell her, no, these are things, because the enemy will try to bring thoughts. He'll try to bring things. Same thing, he tries to bring things against her, you know, and then I have to take authority over things, and I have to say things, and I have to speak life, as she does too. And I said, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna speak life over these things. We're going to take authority of the enemy, because the enemy is, is there and trying to bring a thought. Now, understand this. If I thought it was one, I needed her to hang on and we're going to join faith together. Well, I'm going to tell her. We're going to join faith against something. But it, when it's a thought, it, it's, it's an immediate thing for me now. I, I just, it's always has been. I mean, I do this. You know, that's one of my favorite ones there. Uh, especially when the enemy's trying to put sickness or trying to put thoughts into my head. Amen. I just, I automatically take authority over that. 
You know, no matter what, I get my faith in the mix immediately. And then I look at my body and tell my body, and then I, you know, ask my body to forgive me that I put it through so much. But then I say, hey, let's do this. Again, I do it every week. So it's like, hey. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, is that you get the word of God. But did you notice that every word that comes in, when something is said and you've heard something, you need to take authority of those words that have been spoken in your office. Take authority for words that have been spoken and something that's been said against you. Because he said this, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith God, or saith the Lord. Which means God's going to establish you in righteousness. But you're the one that's got to take authority of a word spoken. Because people are always trying to speak words over you. They're always trying to say, oh, wait, this, oh maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And, and people don't mean to. They're, they're sweet and nice. They, they don't mean to curse you, but, but they do all the time. You know? And you've got to take authority over those words that are spoken because those words will create strongholds. Did you know that? They'll create a stronghold in you. Hallelujah. I mean, and... Your mind is definitely the primary target of the enemy. He's always trying to do it because if he can get you to dwell on his thoughts, he can defeat you all the time. Amen? And so the cool thing about it, God enabled us that we can think on these things and we can think on these things that he tells us to think so we can think on the word of God and we can bring everything into captivity. Every thought can be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ or to the obedience of the word of God. There is a scripture that will take care of every situation in your life. And we can examine every thought by these eight little truths here in Philippians that'll help us to go, okay, that's not a lovely thought. I'm just not going to think about that. I'm, you know, I'm just going to, that's, not, that's not the right thing to think about. That's not an honest. That's not pure. I'm going to cast that down. Take authority over those things there. No, I'm going to think God's thoughts after him. And it'll change your life forever. And it also gets you to be more in tune with what he's saying. And he'll lead you. He'll guide you. And you'll be at the right place at the right time. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. Just thank you for these wonderful folks. They're so precious. Hallelujah. And I just thank you for your truths. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. That we do take authority over the enemy that's just trying to bombard minds right now with all of the stuff that's going on. All of these things. Every one of us, we have situations that are happening and taking place that we're trying to, 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 to just make right decisions. Father, we're just trying to walk with you. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you bring peace. Peace. That they follow after peace and they follow after righteousness. Lord, thank you. That's the key thing. That when we're believing, we have faith, we have peace, and we have joy. And so, Lord, thank you for that we can guard our thoughts. We can take authority over the enemy in every area. And it's, we just love you and praise you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and with our offerings tonight. If you're giving by envelope or get there, check or cash, you can take an envelope. If you've got your online thing set up, you can do that. If you, and those of you that are watching, you know how to do all that too, to give online. We just thank God for all of you that believe in Harvest Bible Church. Amen? Amen. Such a blessing. Such a blessing. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Nope, nope. That's not the right one. There we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Amen. So let's pray over this offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just we thank you for the privilege we have to sow seeds into the kingdom of God. And Lord, I thank you for that. I just thank you, Father, that you're the one that has your hand upon Harvest Bible Church and where we're headed, where we're going. And you have increased. You just continue to cause blessing to flow. Father, thank you for all the things that you've placed in our heart to do. We're just trusting you that you're going to bring them to pass. We thank you for it, Father. And as each one purposes in their heart to give, we thank you for that, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Ushers, go ahead. You can receive this. Hallelujah. As you know, the, the Christmas tickets are going on sale tonight. So you guys can get those from uh, Leticia and Miss Angelica back there. Be patient with them. If you're giving them your credit card and all that kind of, or if you're doing cash, they've got those, that handled too. But, uh, you know, our tickets go fast. So I'm assuming that probably by Sunday, 85% of them will be gone. Most of the people have been here because, uh, you know, we can do so. We can only do 120. That's all we can seat in this right here. That's all. I mean, we can't get anybody else in unless we cleared off the whole stage. And... Uh, I don't know if we're, we can do that or not, so we're, we're not going to do that. So you're going to have to just get in underneath the 120. Um, the key is, is that um, it's only $25. Uh, the caterer is charging us 30 bucks, but we as the church are going to eat that. And uh, because every caterer that we got, everything went up, but we had already told you guys 25, so it's all going to be that, and we're blessed. We can, we can do all that. That's not a problem. And uh, so we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good night and a good thing, and I'm not telling you that so you can try to do things. I'm telling you that because as a church, we want to give back, and we want to be a blessing. Also, if you, I don't know if they've got all the tables covered or not, but Leticia is handling that too, and she's out there. So if you want to, ladies, if you want to do a table, or if you guys are... Really want to do one, do one too. I know my wife's doing two, maybe three. Uh, and that's only because we have 10 sets of Christmas dishes. Uh, <laughs> not 10. Just four, five sets times eight, whatever it is. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't think so. But actually, she might think so. But no, no, we, we actually, uh, you don't know my wife. She loves Christmas and I love her loving Christmas. And we have a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to a lot of good, good things taking place. So what are we doing? The, the Christmas carolers, right? We're doing the, it's the Dickens Christmas carolers. We hired a group out of Sacramento that's coming down to sing Christmas carols to us. They'll be all dressed up in their 1800 outfits and uh, singing, right? And doing all that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, uh, then you can take pictures with them and you know, we, we've hired them for the evening. Uh, to be a blessing to you guys so all of us can just enjoy, enjoy the evening. Amen? And so uh, it, we're looking forward to it. Hallelujah. So amen. Let's all stand up. All stand up. Glory to God. I love you. God loves you. And uh, you all be blessed. Amen.